We're very thankful today to be joined by Jack Barsky. He is the author of Deep Undercover. That is his autobiography. He was a undercover a spy for the Soviet Union in the United States from 1978 to 1988. We're going to be talking with him today about Russia and the ongoing conflict in Ukraine. Mr. Barsky, thanks for the time. Yeah, no problem. I'm glad to be able to speak with you. Well, you've been quite uh, an in-demand speaker lately. <laughs> uh, you have been making appearances on CNN and a number of national news networks. So must be uh, interesting times for you to be providing all of this commentary to so many different large outlets. Yes, indeed. And it even went international. Uh, three other countries already uh, have reached out. And it's tempting for commentators to, you know, see the quote-unquote connection. I was KGB, he was KGB, but we we never had any interaction, we never met, and he, he played a significantly different role for me. However, having said that, I do know quite a bit about the KGB and as well as the, the Russian national character, so I, I have some reasonably well-thought-out uh, opinions about the situation. And so why don't you give us the brief overview? Of course, we encourage people to buy the book, Deep Undercover. But uh, you came, you were sort of recruited into the KGB under somewhat false pretenses. Is that right? No, not false pretenses. Uh, you know, I, I was originally approached uh, with a cover story by the, the first uh, approach. And a fellow who, who talked to me initially indicated that he was working for a company that uh, would be recruiting folks after they graduate from college. That was nonsense. The second meeting w was immediately with a KGB agent, a local KGB agent. Uh, from that point on, I was with the KGB, not part of it, but I. it took about a year and a half for them to actually make me a, an offer. And when you say make you an offer, I mean, uh, say, we will uh, pay you this in exchange for these services? No, the money was not discussed. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, and I was already employed by the university as an assistant professor. And when I started with the KGB, I made the same amount, with one exception. The, they didn't take any, any taxes out, so it was a small increase, but money money was never to really discussed. It was a secondary thought. Again, Jack Barsky is with us today. I, I want to get your take on a couple of things. Uh, from your perspective, I'm interested by the line of information that's being put out by Vladimir Putin, he says, of course, that there are parts of Ukraine that are loyal to Russia and should be a part of Russia. Is there any truth to what Putin has been saying as part of his propaganda? Yes, and this is this is where it gets really tricky because uh, the big lie is much easier to swallow if, if there's a kernel of truth. For example, when when he talks about that uh, Ukraine is a is a Nazi kind of state with a with a Nazi government, that is false, completely false. However, historically, when, when during World War II, quite a few Ukrainians joined the, the German invaders and also committed quite a few uh, atrocities, uh, particularly taking part in the extermination of the Jewish population. And uh, there is Nazis left over in Ukraine. I give you just one example. There was a fellow by the name of Stepan Bondero, a Ukrainian, and he was an anti-Semite. He was a, a Nazi, and he was a, a leader who 
actively participated uh, in these atrocities. In uh, 2009, I believe, uh, the Ukrainian government issued a commemorative stamp to honor his 100th birthday. That is is a sign that there is, you know, there's something left over there, but the, the Ukrainian government, uh, the Ukrainian state is is not a Nazi state. So, uh, so, Putin is 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 a very good with his propaganda, but what he's what he's done in his most recent speech is he, he piled lie upon lie upon lie. He, he he pretty much turned the truth upside down. Like you know, he would he would uh, uh, <clears throat> accuse Ukraine of having uh, the intention to attack Russia, and and uh, and he he would say that uh, you know they were. Uh, he was a, he was concerned that they were about to acquire weapons of mass destruction. It's all a bunch of nonsense. Ukraine actually, uh, at, uh, after uh, World War II, uh, let go of all their atomic weapons. Okay, they used to they used to ha- they had inherited atomic uh, weapons from the Soviet Union. So, you know, it, he is lying through his teeth, but his his. Uh, 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 Communication is directed inward. It's uh, directed towards the the Russian people, and they don't get to hear much of the truth. So they believe the majority of them believe a lot of what what Putin is telling them. Well, that's interesting because you answered the next question, and that was, do the Russian people have access to alternative sources of information, or is the state channels of communication truly, really all the average person can get? Pretty much, uh, you w- you would have to be technically savvy and look for this information, because I, I I understand that uh, you know there are some ways to get to the internet, but then you know there isn't a whole lot of of, uh, of, of Russian language information available, and uh, you know when you have been, you know I I grew up in in a society where you got nothing but the same propaganda. When you are being steeped in that propaganda, it's pretty hard for you to you know turn around and say no i don't believe this anymore uh so it, it, putin fund, fundamentally the, the russia right now is a, is a a big echo chamber okay there, there isn't a whole lot of contrary information that is being distributed now putin himself is a dictator in a sense and in the united states we think of the president and his cabinet does Putin have a team of people around him that are advising him that, you know, gave him the green light to go into Ukraine? Or does he, from your perspective, truly function as a dictator? Uh, very much so. It, uh, and that evolved over time. You know, when, when he first took power, uh, he, he listened to a lot of people a whole lot more than he, than he does now. Um, over time, he developed this uh, uh, this idea that he, he's all knowing, and he may have a handful of trusted individuals. Uh, most likely, uh, not, not most likely, uh, most of them ex uh, KGB, you know, his old buddies. Uh, but eventually, he makes all the decisions himself. Uh, there's this this really interesting video. Uh, uh, out there on on YouTube, where he's interacting with the, the head of the SVR, uh, the intelligence service, and the SVR 
fellow is like shaking in his boots and is correcting himself based on what he what he thinks Putin wants to hear. So so he is a he is a this is a big problem for a dictator. If you if you don't take information in anymore, you know you you you're making up. Uh, a fantasy world for yourself, and you're going to wind up making really bad decisions. And his decisions, to, a decision to, you know, go massively into Ukraine, is not good for him. In the long run, I think he he will not his career will not so, uh, survive what what he's doing there in the Ukraine. We're speaking with Jack Barsky. He is the author of Deep Undercover. It's an autobiography uh, primarily about his time as a a sleeper agent spy in the United States for the Soviet Union from 1978 to 1988. You can find it online. Again, it's called Deep Undercover. You know, you lead nicely into my next question. Lindsey Graham, U.S. Senator, said someone should essentially uh, kill Putin. And I wonder, what are the layers of security around him? Is Putin actually in any sort of physical danger from his actions that he's undertaking in Ukraine? Uh, Are you talking about an inside job? Or or outside? Or what what do you think would be most likely? (laughs) I, I... don't want to speculate, uh, but you know, going in from the outside may not be a good idea because there's there's enough individuals who, uh, who wield power in in Russia that would most likely continue what Putin has been doing. Uh, there's always a possibility of an inside job. Think about, um, and not so much as inner circle, because those folks, uh, th- their destiny is, is uh, closely linked to Vladimir's destiny. Uh, but you know, I could imagine that uh, uh, army generals may actually uh, not like at all what's going on because you know they're, uh, they're, they weren't really well prepared for this war it's it's putin calls it an a military action not really a war and you know so so they're now losing people and the army is being weakened and uh, if you're a patriotic individual that that may not play very well but this this uh, this is not going to be imminent i think it, if if something happens it will take a while to to gel Joined again by Jack Barsky. Uh, Putin called for a self-cleansing of Russian society. I watched another interview, and you said this was directed toward the oligarchs, the rich of the rich in Russia. Why is Putin aggravated with the uh, richest upper tier of, of Russian society? Well, because, you know, first of all, they are the ones who, uh, uh, who are having a problem because uh, their lifestyle they're, they're, uh, is, is being threatened by the economic sanctions. And, and as you know, uh, one of the oligarchs uh, put, put a bounty on Putin's head. Uh, so uh, those guys in, uh, historically were very, very closely aligned to Vladimir. You couldn't be an oligarch unless uh, Putin allowed you to be an oligarch. So they were playing very nicely with him, but all of a sudden that, that, uh, that situation has changed. And, um, it, it's it's just uh, amazing uh, that that Putin is actually attacking them in the open, and he's he's an angry guy, and somebody's dis, dissing him, so he doesn't like that. You know, this this is the the mark of a dictator. Well, you're an expert in espionage. A simple question might be: Has Putin lost his mind? 
<laughs> Depends upon what what the definition of losing one's mind is. Has he gone nuts? I don't believe so. Uh, but has he lost some of his ability to uh, to strategize and and rationally? plan the next steps i think he has because again he's not listening to too many people anymore apparently uh the economic advisors that he used to have are are not at this point not in play because he really doesn't seem to care about those sanctions and he doesn't seem to care about you know the impact on the russian people so uh from 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 that angle you could could say he lost his mind because there's no more balanced thinking going on. Jack Barsky with us. Uh, Last question for you. It's been over 30 years since uh, you were an agent in the United States uh, undercover. Uh, Do you believe, and I assume that there are, but you can give me maybe a better perspective, agents similar to what you were doing in the United States today? It's it's not impossible, but not very likely, uh, because uh, people like me, uh, th- th- there were very few of us, and this this is a, a, a real knowledge because that information was uh, smuggled out of uh, the KGB archives. Uh, people like me were. First of all, hard to find. Secondly, expensive to train and expensive to maintain. Uh, what what uh, the what you got to worry about with regard to Russian espionage is the the army of Russians that are operate operating in the United States uh, legitimately, businessmen, students, uh, uh, entertainers, what what have you. Um, I I would. Assume that there are quite a few who do a little bit of espionage on the side, uh, but I, uh, you know, the the deep, deeply buried uh, illegals. I, I I doubt very much that they still uh, send those guys out. In 2010, there were uh, um, t- ten individuals, uh, five couples, were arrested by the FBI. And they were actually illegals. They operated on under uh, some some uh, uh, under a name that wasn't theirs, but they were very poorly trained, and they were they did, really didn't achieve anything. Well, your answer to that question, if I can impose on your time for one more question, um, when you talk about this training that you underwent, you said it was a, a lot of training and it was expensive. What was the training exactly in your day? <clears throat> Well, primarily spy craft, you know, the trade craft, you know, the, all the tools of the trade that you need to know uh, very well, uh, and including uh, I, there was a lot of attention paid to uh, counter surveillance, you know, trying to figure out whether you were, uh, you know, being investigated. Um, and then language training, and, and it was expensive because it was all one-on-one. You know, it was not the class setting, or and and you know they they would really give you the best individuals to train you. So uh, that from that angle, it was quite expensive. Jack Barsky has been our guest. Uh, Jack, any final thoughts about this entire situation, Russia and Ukraine? Well, my concern is. Uh, and I share this with a lot of people uh, that uh, this might escalate, and I'm I'm really worried because uh, uh, NATO is on high alert, and so is uh, so is Russia, and there are nuclear weapons 
in play. And so I'm worried about when, when you are on high alert, there's always a possibility of, of something happening accidentally. And God help us all if that happens. Jack Barsky has been our guest. I encourage you to buy his book today. It's an autobiography entitled Deep Undercover. Jack, thank you so much for the time. I hope you have a great day. You're very welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye.